0: You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 219, Shit or Me, Aspect of Bacon. This episode of All Things Azeroth is sponsored by TavernCraft. Visit them for high-quality stoneware and drinkware at taverncraft.com and use the code WOWEPIC for $10 off any regular-priced stoneware products.
1: Prophecies of doom are in the cities. The earthquakes. The elementals are running wild. It
2: can only mean one thing. It is time for All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast.
0: And now, here's your hosts, Medros and Shade. And welcome back to another thrilling and exciting episode of All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I am your host, Medros, and with me, we have a wild Shade. How are you doing there, Shade?
3: I'm doing good.
0: So are you really, are you really wild? Because, you know, I I don't, you know, be lying to our audience, you know.
3: Um, (laughs) um, we're, 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 we're family friendly.
0: Yes. Anyway. Definitely. (laughs) Uh, So how's your week been there, Shade? (laughs) It's
3: been, it's been really good. Okay. Did not, did not get the Karazhan horsey fanged vampire pony, which was a bummer. Didn't get the tiger. Bummer again. But my guild, we had a breakthrough. In all of this progress that we've been trying. We've been trying to down heroic 25-man Lich King for I don't know how many weeks now. And we finally had that moment where everything clicks. And we made a whole mess of progress in one night. He's not down yet, but I expect him to be down next week. Which I'm really excited about. So that's about it, though.
0: I'm glad to hear that. It's always it's always good to make progress, so that's always yep. that's always nice to hear. Um, my week has been kind of logging in to do the daily, trying to get a you know a two a day kind of thing um, through the rift uh, trip in the rifts uh, and the, uh, the cataclysm uh, stuff that was available until today. Now there's actually some more stuff that's been available. We'll talk about that later. So just kind of been uh, trying to get some time to to hit up a rift on each of my eighties and my uh, one level seventy eight which is my dK um, trying to the trying to get basically my characters where they need to be also decided randomly out of the blue to buy a uh, sixty four hundred or sixty four hundred gold uh, item from the auction house wow what'd you get well let 's just say sixty four hundred was a steal compared to what i 've seen it priced at. And I look forward to having a very nice weapon.
3: Oh, did you get a battered hilt?
0: I did buy a battered hilt from the office.
3: Oh man, those things go, I've seen them go for like 15000
0: on my server. It's
3: ridiculous. It, it fluctuates. It,
0: it was it was a good price at a good time when I really wanted one, and I, I already had $3,500 gold. Um, it was a little, it, it kind of dug a bit into my reserves that I had planned to have, but I'm not overly concerned about um, getting the, the other two grand back before Cataclysm hits uh, with all the stuff going on pre-Cata I'm sure there'll be plenty of time for me I'm to make almost some, to some my
3: 50,000 that was how much I wanted to have was 50,000 and I'm a couple thousand shy but I should have it by the time if I want to count what I have on my second account I've already hit it and then some but I don't count the second account I'm just counting my main account and I'm almost there almost there
0: well it's uh, it's 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 interesting I, I I've I've got everything I've got the big you know money sink that I was planning to have when it when it came to cataclysm uh, which is the three hundred ten percent speed um it'll cost me less than a thousand gold to get all of my tunes the uh the flying in Azeroth, so I'm not overly really concerned about that at this point is really just a matter of making sure that I can afford uh, uh any random things that I want here or there through cataclysm and um I got lots of gold for that so
3: yeah my main issue is that I need to uh... I'm, like, trying to stockpile as much gold as I can because I do need to buy more bags, more of the 24-slot bags. I'm hoping to outfit my character completely in those before Cataclysm launches. But that's about, oh, 21,000 gold because they're 3,000 gold apiece, and I need seven of them.
0: (laughs) Okay, what is that much?
3: Bags. Bags. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I have 22 slot bags.
3: I have 22 slot bags in all of my bag slots and all of my backpack. And it's full. It's completely full, Medros. So I need to go get the 24 slot bags so that I have an extra eight bank slots so that I can move some of the stuff that's in my bags that I'm carrying with me into my bank and that way hopefully I won't be overloaded and oh my god there's so many pretty dresses and things in the expansion that I want to collect but I have a bank full of stuff and Blizzard really has to do something about this
0: Okay, so do you have like the abyssal bag right now or the glacial bag
3: no 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 the one that I picked up was like the I think it's like the portable hole the one that you get from you know what's her name Harris pilton <laughs> it 's the only twenty four slot one that you can buy
0: right now twenty four slot bag okay, so yep. that must be a new one That's, okay the yeah the portable hole yeah no no way i 'm going to be buying that three thousand gold each no way
3: I am because i 'm that desperate
0: i'm currently <laughs> I, i'm currently investing in uh in more of the uh, the twenty slot bags i 've got one on every in every slot and every two every tune I have on my main on my main server. And that's that's where I'm focusing my my my, my spending right now. Um, I'm also buying some extras for the guild bank uh, over at the Heroes of Lordran guild there on Aldridon, and we are going to be. Uh, I'm also saving some for my uh, my my druid, my second druid, yeah. who will also be balanced for those who still think I'm insane.
3: I can't wait to make my druid, my tauren druid, a troll. That's gonna be fun. I, I really wanted a troll druid, so. I have a Tauran. I'm going to change it into a Troll.
0: I only want my, uh, my Wargon Druid. That, that's, that's what <laughs> I'm making. So, um,. Before we do uh, get on with news and, and other segments on the show here, I do want to talk about our sp- a bit about our sponsor. And, of course, that sponsor is Tavern Craft. They are the maker of very, very high quality, fine grain stoneware. Um, you, Shade, have a bunch in your house there. Uh, our winner of the stein we gave away at the end of the BlizzCon coverage, uh, Doom Cookie, also known as Blue Scar, is in the chat room and uh, has now received their uh, their charge of the Dragonflight stein. So they know how awesome these are. Yep. How long is it till Black Friday? 2 3 weeks now? 2 weeks?
3: Um it's the day after Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving is I think the third Sunday in November, so a couple of weeks, 3 weeks? So 3 weeks.
0: Okay. So I know that you don't usually do your you know many Americans don't do their shopping yet. It's not Black Friday. You don't do shopping till after Thanksgiving, blah blah blah. Thanksgiving's October, but that's just the, the point. I do want to encourage you to definitely look into the Steins from TavernCraft as a great holiday gift. If you have a fellow gamer in your life, geek player of any of the games that... Any of the Lord of the Rings, Warhammer, or World of Warcraft, and they like to drink, but will it be pop, like my 85.2 liters of Diet Pepsi that I showed on Twitter the other day? <laughs> pop. <laughs> or uh, or be it you know a good uh, a good beer or maybe some the maybe some of the the high quality alcoholic beverages you can find in any good pub in, in in the world you want to look at these the tavern craft steins now they have as I said Lord of the Rings some really awesome Hobbit stuff they have the Ma- Smog the magnificent epic and legendary stein you can get those over at taverncraft.com and you definitely want to look at of course the Prancing Pony and Green Dragon deep etched glass steins, and of course, if you are looking to get some holiday gifts and you want to save a bit of money, how about ten bucks? If you use the code Wow Epic when you, you when you are at checkout with your Wow Stein or Lord of the Rings Stein or Warhammer Stein, you can get ten dollars off of any regular priced. Uh, stone, uh, stoneware product. Uh, no grouping, no like no uh, group discount. Uh, no um, specialty prices. As long as it's a regular priced product, you can get ten bucks off. Um, and that is courtesy of all things Azeroth and TavernCraft.com. So definitely want to check it out. Um, I believe the Murloc Stein should be, should be coming out in a couple of weeks, and we will definitely have an interview as well. I will be providing a review of the uh, of the Murloc Stein when I receive mine. So definitely wanted to recommend you guys check them out again taverncraft.com and it is gonna be really awesome um if you want to pre-order the the murloc stein and yes i'm gonna keep calling it the murloc stein because i cannot pronounce the name of it what is it i can spell it for you
3: is it Uh,
0: or or whatever it is the name of it is L R L R R L G L R -R 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 L.
3: oh so it's like the
0: something like that yes I've posted the name of the sign in the chat room because I can't pronounce oh, it.
3: Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's an awesome Anybody name. Anybody
0: <laughs> who wants to record that as a sound drop, I will be happy to play it every time Every time I'm talking about the Tavern Craft Steins. But you have to do, a, do it in a Merlock sound, in a Murloc voice.
3: Yeah. See, I can't do the grown-up Murloc. I can do the baby, the whole.
0: I can do that one, but I can't do the grown-up <laughs> <up> Murloc. <laughs> I, I agree with Gajon. You do a very good Murloc. <laughs> you do good, Murlock! Yay! Moving we'll right along, I want to thank. I do want to thank them because they have been really good about sponsoring us through this the uh, the period of time without any sponsorships, and uh, it's really awesome. With These them.
3: things are hefty too. Like, well, you, you sent well, one I out. a box of you them here. out already to, yeah. uh, to
0: to Blue Scar. They've
3: got a lot of weight to they're, them. They're they're, not, they're like really nice.
0: Now you know why they say that the. Well, some people say that the. The uh, steins could be used as a one-handed mace. You may even need two oh, hands yeah. to to wield one. That's all I'm saying.
3: Well, hey, Tanker to Terror, that thing was huge. Anyway, so You're moving just, on. You saw you saw what one at BlizzCon, right? Today? Yeah. Those
0: things. Oh. I, I I do not want to be in in front of somebody who is trying to hurt me with one of those. I kind
3: of kind of kind of want one at
2: some
0: well, point. Just use the, time. the tavern craft. They're,
3: they're really neat. Save. Oh well, yeah, but I have to like save more than just the ten dollars. So I-, I have to save up my monies. And I still have Christmas presents to buy because um unlike most of America, I haven't been doing my shopping year round.
0: Whoopsie. So <laughs> So 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 what do you get me? Huh? What do you get me? I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> I never tell people
3: what I'm going to get them, I just get them something.
0: <laughs> I see Yeah, I I can't even use the trick on you you guys last time, so that's just ruining my fun. I can't use the same trick twice. Anyway, so. So, news. Yes, we should talk about some news.
3: And now the news. From around the world of
0: Warcraft. Let's see here. Mm, Let's see, there's not really a lot of news, right? I mean, there's the second part of the elemental invasion which is not a really big news story is it
3: um not so much actually (laughs) honestly it's not well well, there's
0: this brings in the the, this brings in the quest you had reported on from the ptr so long ago right right
3: right. and it's kind of interesting too because um when it was introduced on the ptr it was uh, the tablets of fire quest and what you do is you go well in I don't know what you do, Alliance side, because I didn't check the Alliance side, but Horde side, you go outside of Orgrimmar, and there's a guy there who's being attacked by a Twilight cultist on a black dragon, and she mentions Cho'Gall. Well, I found this really startling on the PTR, because I didn't have any idea that the dude was still alive. But, uh, you already know about Cho'Gall by the time you do it live and in-game, because the first series of quests that you did, you actually saw Cho'Gall. He was, like, well, it was a hologram, really, but he was standing there going, oh, I'm going to make everything evil and bad and yay, old gods, woohoo! Spaghetti! <laughs> I don't know, they're crazy. <laughs> but this one, there's just the two quests. The first one is Tablets of Fire. You go get the Tablet of Fire, you take it back to the Earth and Ring representative. That's cool done 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 the other thing that they have you do is they give you a sapta and if you've ever played a shaman you should be familiar with the sapta because you usually took them to see the elements when you were doing your totem quests well now you take it and you see the restless elementals that are all over the city and by all over the city I mean all over the city you take the sapta and there's just they're, they're all over the place now, I don't know what it's like out in... Do you do it in Ironforge, or do you do it in Stormwind?
0: I believe it's in Ironforge, is what I've heard. I have not actually had a okay. chance to check it out myself.
3: Okay, I wasn't I wasn't sure exactly with that, but I figured, well, if it's the Wildhammer dwarves, because they are the ones that are the Earthen Ring members, and it might be in Ironforge. Anyway, you take the Sapta in Orgrimmar, and you suddenly realize exactly how potentially dire this situation is, because at any moment... Those fire elementals, if they decide to get from, you know, agitated to angry, the whole city is going to go up in flames. Period. But they're all over. Uh uh. Have you seen the buildings there? They're all thatched roofs and wood and everything else. Why do you think Garage made it all.
2: Oh, oh, in Ironforge.
3: Yeah, in Ironforge, I don't know what's up with Ironforge. I Maybe think it's actually Rocky
0: have... Elementals there, I think.
3: I was going to say, you probably have Earth Elementals in there, in which yeah. case, yeah, guess what? You know, you're living in a mountain. What happens when the Earth Elementals start shaking the mountain? It just collapses in on everybody. So it's just this kind of potentially sort of, ooh, wow, this is worse than I thought, you know sort of situation. So you have the Sapta and you have this totem and you calm down 20 of the elementals and you go talk to the Earth Ring person and they say good job and pat you on the head only not really because this is World of Warcraft and then that's it. For now. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot extra going on right now. It's going to ramp up very quickly. Um, I have a feeling the way that they seem to be doing it right now is each week they're going to come out with another section of it, but it's going to progressively ramp up higher and higher before cataclysm, um, and by the end of it, people are going to be going,
0: ah, you know, it's awesome. I, I'm I'm curious. Do do we want to send an official thank you out to Blizzard for what? Well, because they keep doing the f- new phases on Monday night and Monday afternoons. They're giving us something oh, yeah, to talk about right. every Monday during the show, and so I know. cataclysm launches, and then that's hello, cataclysm convenient. launch.
3: I think I don't think they were doing it for us in particular, no, no, no. but I think I, it comes I, I'm, out I'm to. am sure it was.
0: Ju- I'm sure it was all for us.
3: Serendipitous, serendipitous coincidence, Cleary, as far clearly, as that goes.
0: Clearly, Greg Greg goes to Harlem Street, listens to the show, and he wanted to do us a solid.
3: You live in an interesting <laughs> world, Metros. So, what else have we got to talk about?
0: <laughs> Other than my fantasy <laughs> that I could actually get away from Blizzard to listen to the show. Um, besides that, small, you know, fantasy of mine. I do actually want to take a break from the news momentarily. Okay. I promised a short time ago that when we hit 1,000 followers on the All Things As account, we would give away a a prize. Now, I was really going to give a loot code, but we're getting a little bit low on loot codes. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't want to have you kill me because we ran out of loot codes. So I've decided we're going to give away a $10 pet to the winner. Ooh. Um, and uh they can either wait for the hatchling that's gonna be coming sometime this month, or they can get one that's currently on the on the blizzard store.
3: Which is there's little X T, little K T is the panda still there? I can't remember. I don't know. I uh, there's a bunch of pet pets on the ten dollar pets on there. I, I picked up X T and K T because I was missing those two. Little K T, very funny. You click on him and he goes, <laughs> He has this creepy giggle. Anyway, so to continue, sorry.
0: Yeah, basically, the the person who who is going to is is chosen as a winner, uh, from our thousand followers, thousand plus followers, thousand fifty three before uh, the show here. Uh, they will get their choice of a pet. They can uh, DM the show because we're following you probably, um, <laughs> and you will get a uh, a pet of your choice. Um, and again, you can choose which one you want. And Chris Blatt is doing the little xt noise, uh, and I cannot help but hear that when i see that so the uh the follower who has won a pet of their choice is active nick active nick
3: congratulations active nick for following the show account you get a pet
0: indeed uh so congratulations to active nick uh who hopefully will hear this and tweet all their friends about how they won so
3: hooray
0: and we will still also be giving away the usual trivia contest prize later during the show
3: of course of course there is trivia there's always trivia
0: well you have all those all those questions to ask for those who were not at the many
3: questions yes
0: for those who were not at the meetup there are lots of questions like crazy and i think we should give her some really difficult ones at some point but that's just
3: um good. i'm going to actually ask a fairly difficult one well it might be difficult i don't know because you know what the people in our chat channel are getting ridiculously clever so it might not hold them up as much as i thought
0: but i don't know there there have been some questions that i i thought were easy and took them a long time but there's some questions i thought were pretty uh hard that took them no time at all so they're surprising me well tonight's is going to be a little bit different so
3: we will go with that but Would anyway it
0: perhaps be about death nights and working no and, no 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 so they, I, I went they a different route read articles to to get this stuff that's that's, uh-uh.
3: that's mean. nope I, I went to <laughs> i went a different route with it and it's because of what you did on the show
0: already so
2: okay
0: <laughs> all right um so I, what else have we got uh, sorry, before we move on, I want everybody in the chat channel who has Twitter to tweet Congratulations Active Nick for winning on All Things As. And yes, at All Things As and at Active Nick. Just do that for me. Thanks anyway. Or thanks for everybody for that. Uh, so let's see. The next news piece we have here. Um, I did want to get your your thoughts in a more summarized format on the shaman manga that you, you reviewed on the WoW Insider vlog.
3: I liked it. I really liked it. Um, I was honestly surprised. Well, I was a little bit leery when I went to pick it up, because obviously I read Warcraft Mage. That was the second book in the class series. There's been Death Knight, Mage, and now Shaman. Mage, I was really, really ridiculously underwhelmed with, so I wasn't sure at all about Shaman. But when I went and picked it up, it's the gal who did the art for the Death Knight book which is cool because I liked her art on that book um, and then the writer his name is Paul Benjamin um, I don't think he's done anything else really Warcraft related besides the book but he's done work on Starcraft manga, he's he's done work with Marvel Adventures he's done work, I think he did like a G.I. Joe book, he's been writing comics for a very long time um, and he's written quite a few of them so I was really pleased to see somebody that had, you know Their grounding was in comic writing Rather than novel writing Writing the manga And it worked really, really well Um, The story itself, it kind of ties into Cataclysm a little bit Because it does involve the Earthen Ring very heavily And obviously, you know, the Earthen Ring We've got their representatives all over Azeroth right now It, It also, from a timeline standpoint I think it takes place like somewhere In the beginning to middle of The Shattering Closer to the beginning of The Shattering if you've ever read the Shattering Book, so these things are kind of happen, happening simultaneously. And uh, it involves Molten Earth, Earth Fury. He's the leader of the Earthen Ring. And there's this whole conflict that goes on. The main concept of the book there's this conflict that's going on between old tradition and the old ways of being a shaman and being respectful to the elements and, you know, asking them to do what you'd like them to do and, you know, thanking them after they've done it. And then the new way, and the new way is grab the elements take control of them force them to do what you want them to do because basically they are spoiled children that need to be disciplined and it's that kind of clash between those two mentalities of thought working together it's it's really it's an interesting book it was a really interesting read i liked it a lot muggyver says it's the tonka method yeah actually muggyver it is kind of the tonka method of doing things which is interesting
0: it's something I want to read. I, I still have not read Mage nor Death Knight. I have, I've put them on my Christmas list for possible purchases.
3: I wouldn't bother so much with Mage, but Death Knight was a really good read. It gave you a lot of background on uh Coltira Deathweaver, mm-hmm. who's like one of the Death Knight NPCs that's kind of highly prevalent in Wrath of the Lich King and also in Cataclysm.
0: I would more look at the other Death Knight in that book because I'm playing Alliance, not Horde. Coltira
3: is the human, isn't he? Oh no, Coltira. Coltira is that? Yeah, Thasar. Thes, Thasar. No, Thasarian. Thesari- is a different guy. No, this is uh, a it, it mainly follows follows him. Coltira is kind of his friend in the book, and it it's the interplay between the two of them, really. And it's it's where Thasarian came from. Like how he became a death knight, what his, you know, origin backstory is. It's actually a really good book. It was a really well done book. Um, that one was written by Dan Jolly, but the artwork, I think her name is Rossio. I think that's how you pronounce it Rossio Zucci. But she did the artwork for the death knight book and she did a really phenomenal job with that. And then she did Shaman and her artwork has stepped up so considerably between the two books, and that's saying. A lot, because Death Knight was really, really well done. It's just, Shaman, she really ramped up the artwork. I, I was really impressed.
0: Yeah, it was really, um... I, I, I looked a bit at Death Knight. I've, I have not actually had a chance to stay at a store since uh, since Shaman was released. I'm looking forward to reading all of the mangas. I kind of actually, to make my Christmas list, I actually had to go through all my books and figure out which ones I'm missing. And there's a lot. <laughs> Uh, I'm missing, like, two <laughs> yeah. of the Legends. I'm missing two of... I've already read, but I'm...
3: Oh, the Legends books. I'm,
0: I'm missing two of the... Yeah, pick up the Legends. Uh, ...of the, the Sunwell trilogy. I have read it, but I haven't... I, for some reason, don't have them any, anymore. I'm assuming they got lost when I moved in here. Um, plus, uh, plus, of course, the class ones. I'm, I'm looking forward to, like, other classes, though, like Priest and Druid and Paladin, like, the ones I play...
3: Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I don't know what the next one is going to be. Um, I know why they went with Shaman. Well, obviously, they started with Death Knight because Wrath was coming out. Death yeah. Knights were highly prevalent. That's cool. They went with Mage because Mage had to do with Malgos and, you know, the whole Kirin Tor thing that's also been prevalent during uh, Wrath of the Lich King. Shaman, obviously, it's the start to Cataclysm. I don't know what we're going to have next after that. I'm really curious as to what they're going to come out with next after that. But I, the thing that stunned me the most about this book, and I'm flipping through it right now and still just kind of going, wow, at the artwork, um, she'd never really drawn Torrens before when she started doing this book. And yeah. you cannot tell. Like, you absolutely cannot. It looks like she's yeah, been drawing that. them for years. I, Yeah, yeah, it's just stunning. Her artwork is just really, really stunning in this book, so yeah, I definitely recommend this one to anybody. Anybody at all.
0: Yeah. So, moving right along, uh, I want to officially, on the show here, Shade, admit that I was wrong. I stated last uh-huh. week very vehemently that I did not believe Blizzard would actually stick to the... It ha- You have to wait until midnight Pacific time and immediately uh-huh. after the show finished, they... Uh-huh. Had a post on Insider <laughs> saying that the game will not be available till midnight Pacific time. Yeah.
3: So I told um, you, <laughs>
0: me, Crow, That's all I'm gonna say Dinner, about that. That's all I'm gonna say. It's all good.
4: It's all yeah. good.
0: Uh, so yes, uh, it's it's going, be, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a very late night for anybody uh, from uh, Central Time eastward. But uh, if you're in the West Side, hey, it's perfect for you. Uh, I will not be rushing home at, that, at this point, uh, other than to make sure it's installed, yeah. which I can do via the download anyway. So.
3: Well, yeah. See, I'm okay with that, because it means that I can go to the midnight release thing out here in Colorado, get my game, go home, upgrade my account, and then I'm good to go once. Because for me... Uh, midnight pacific that's 1 a.m my time so it's like i'll have time to get home and actually you know do things on my computer set everything up so it's good to go and then i can just go when it rolls over which is nice i I wish i get a nap in between but
0: that's okay well i mean really i'll be at this point i'm not going to really in a rush to uh to upgrade uh any other way Uh, there's no use in me buying the digital download if i can't play as soon as i get home so what I'll do is I'll just, uh, right. I'll play when, or I'll, I'll install my collector's edition when I get home, say 1 o'clock in the morning my time, um, let that install for a couple hours and go and do my unboxing video that I will do again for anybody who's interested in watching. That'll be done live uh, approximately two a 1.32 a.m. Um, on uh, launch day or launch evening or morning whatever, and then uh, I'll finish installing, log in, you know, kind of go around buy all my uh stuff for that and uh yeah should be fun. Uh do do want to remind people since I know that we have had a lot of a lot more listeners from uh the Winnipeg area. If any of you are going to the Unicity EB Games uh to get your collect- get your uh your WoW, we will be doing an official launch there. I'm fair I, I I'm I think I've received official confirmation there will be a midnight launch party there. So courtesy of all things Azeroth we'll be having some pizzas there. A, a, a undisclosed amount of pizzas from uh, some local restaurant <laughs> that will deliver at approximately 1130, eleven thirty, eleven eleven thirty, so we can all uh, have something warm in our bellies while we're freezing our butts off. And that's in twenty nine days. Twenty nine days.
3: I know. I know. Are you excited? I know. I. Are you panic excited? is starting to set in. I, I. I have. I am excited, but I have so many things that I need to finish <laughs> before. That it's like, oh god, I only have 29 days left. Oh, one of the things I forgot to say. This week, Okay. tomorrow, with tomorrow's server reset, uh-huh. we are going to go do Molten Core, and I am going to hit Exalted Hydraxian Waterlords with my second character. Congrats just, to you. Just in time. Like... Serious I am squeaking that out by the skin of my teeth, but that's okay.
0: Wouldn't it suck if Tomorrow 4.0.3 is released?
3: Yes, and don't you even and, say that. Don't you and even go there.
0: that <laughs> reputation is gone, and because, you know, they're not going to do that. They're, they're I still, was so It's not going to be at least another two weeks.
3: Yeah, I was so incredibly nervous about that, because I was like am I going to get it done in time? I don't know if I'm going to get it done in time. Ah, and then they came out with the release date, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to get it done. And then they're like, oh, but 4.0.3 is going to change everything. I'm like, ah, no, I might not be done in time. I don't know, but I am. <laughs> I never want to do that again.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to be able to either, so that's probably a good thing. Well, I'm sure there'll be some new reps you can get uh, uh-huh. reputation with in the uh, the, the game, so... Um, let me see here. What else we want to talk about? What do you think about the new uh, Worgen Druid flight form video from Wowhead? Isn't Is that this really awesome cool? or is this awesome? I mean, really.
3: That is really... I wasn't expecting them. See, I figured, okay, I knew that they were coming out with new, obviously, new Feral and, 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 and you know, kitty and bear forms. That was obvious, and they'd come out with that. I didn't know if they were going to do it for flight form because flight form was a Burning Crusade thing. It was something that you got during Burning Crusade. So I'm like, well, are they going to do something with that? Or is it just going to be like a reskinned night elf bird or whatever? But no, it's actually, it looks really, it looks like a raven. He's just like cool. And he's got the little Gilnaeus symbol thing on his back. That's my favorite and, part of it.
0: That is absolutely my favorite part Yeah.
3: Of it. Yeah. I was, I was really, really surprised that they came out with it. I can't wait to see what they did for the trolls. I'm I'm hoping that the trolls actually I'm really hoping that the trolls get bats. I think that would be cool. <laughs> see,
0: I, like to me, and admittedly I haven't seen too much of the um uh torn flight form uh really. I, I haven't looked because I don't have a Toren, and I don't see many many hordies in my flights.
3: Oh, they've got they they look more like okay. Um night elf birds look kind of like uh Falcons, I guess dark falcons or something like that. Torn druids look a lot like the hawks and things that you'd find out in the desert. Um, Just that kind of lighter brown, tawny pattern on them. Um, And they do look, they they each have a very distinctive look to them. So, you know, I, I was really. Pleased with the Worgen one because they put in a lot of effort on yeah. that. it's a really nice looking
0: model. It, it does re- look really awesome. I was really impressed with it, and the fact that they're giving them the unique flight form really it was really made really made me happy because uh, for a while I like, I wondered like I know that they're doing pretty much the same form for the Moonkin form and the Tree form will look will be different. Obviously a recoloring, so nothing really unique there.
3: The thing that um. The reason that I'm hoping that the trolls get bat is because um somewhere... Was it in the beta? I don't remember if it was the beta or during the... I think it was during the beta, somewhere in the beta. I saw trolls, they'd, like, fly in as bats and then transform into trolls. Hmm. So I was like, well, maybe they're going to do that for the druid form, because that would be really cool. Um, Obviously, you have, you know, the whole bat aspect Loa in... um What is it, Zul'Garub? Yeah. They've got the Bat Loa. Because there's the Bat Boss. But, so it's not unheard of. I think that would be cool. I don't know. I can't wait to see what they do with it. I'm really impressed with the Worgen one, though. I think it looks really pretty.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I really like it, and I cannot wait for my uh, my Worgen druid to have his own unique flight form. So, what do you think about the new... uh hairstyles for Dwarven females.
3: You know what? It's not just Dwarven females. There's, um... We, we dug up some Dwarf female hairstyles that are new. They are obviously not finished. Like, they aren't finished with whatever they're experimenting with them, so they aren't skinned quite right. But, there have been new hairstyles popping up. Let's see, I think we've seen uh, Troll female, I think we've seen Orc female... I can't remember. I think Orc Male had some too. There was gnome ones. There was a gnome female, gnome male. There was different ones with the it looks like they're just gradually kind of adding a new a, a handful of new styles to each of the races. Which would make me happy. Um I, I, I what I really wanna see is uh, I, I wanna see that four pigtail style that the goblins have. I wanna see that available for multiple characters because that one is so cute.
0: I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's definitely going to be very interesting. Uh, I do hope they come up with more hairstyles closer we get to release because honestly, I think it's overdue. We need to be. Oh uh, yeah, no, need to have i more totally.
3: Yeah, I'm totally happy about this because it. I I was afraid that the barbershop was a really cool thing that they came out with, but they never really did much with it after they came out with it. They didn't really add any new stuff for the longest time. So I was thinking this is going to be one of those things that in cataclysm is going to be completely ignored. Oh yeah, that was something for math. We aren't really doing anything with that anymore. So I'm really kind of gratified that we are actually seeing more variety cuz I like variety. I like being able to choose different things, you know. For sure, for sure. I my blood elf had like the same hairstyle all the way through Burning Crusade and then they came out with the barbershop and I changed her hairstyle and now it's just been that hairstyle that I've changed it to. All of Wrath, so I'd like to change it again. But I don't want to change it to anything that they already have, because they're kind of dumb
0: looking. Yeah, so. for sure. So what do you think about the promise of more in-game cinematics in the future?
3: Oh, that's going to be cool. Yeah, um, there's already more of that kind of thing. Not necessarily cinematics, but voiceovers. There's a lot of voice acting in Cataclysm. I am continually stunned with the amount of quests and things like that that actually have voice work done with them. This is going to be one expansion where you're actually going to want to have the in-game sound turned up so you can hear what everybody is saying. Yeah. Because uh, they they got so much, they crammed so much voice work in. And then, not necessarily cinematics, but there are a lot of playthrough scenes where it's like, you're, you're not controlling your camera, your camera's swinging around. And and, you're know you watching things that are going on And then it swings back to you And you have something that you have to do And it's really, really, really interactive Um, The thing that I like about it is You can go through and you can do these things With a group of people Like if you have a friend that you want to level with You can go through and do it with your friend But you don't have to There's no point during any of the leveling that I've done Where you need more than one person with you At a time It can just be you And they're kind of focusing on that solo player thing because a lot of World of Warcraft from vanilla till now has been all about, you know, you do the zones and you automatically have like some of those five-man group quests and you have to find five people. And if you aren't in a guild or you aren't terribly social, it means that those quests may never get completed for you. Which is kind of a bummer because everybody should be able to finish the content. Well, Cataclysm kind of, it's like they designed it with a little more with more of the solo player in mind which I I really I really like and I like how they're using the cinematics and they're using the cinematic team you know their cinematic team it was merged right they had the cinematic people that were working on the intro cinematics the big CGI ones that are really pretty and everything and then they had another division that was working on the in-game stuff like Wrathgate and all that. And the people that are doing Wrathgate, they were originally machinima artists that Blizzard hired and brought them in-house mm-hmm. and had them do things. Well, they realize that these in-game cinematics that these, these guys are doing are are so well-received that, you know, why not just merge the two groups together? Yeah. So their cinematics team is now... The people that work with the CGI and the people that do the machinima stuff, and they're all working together under one department, which I think is pretty cool.
0: I, I'm excited about more cinematics. I really was impressed with how the uh, the Wrathgate one turned out, uh, and the Worgen one and the Goblin one both look very awesome. So I'm really excited to see those. I, I was just going to ask Shade, what do you think about being in a national in a in a, in a, a character in a novel? I just got a tweet uh, just a little bit before the show. That apparently one of our listeners has incorporated you and I as characters in his National Novel Writing Month entry. entry. We're, <laughs> we're apparently we are apparently characters oh, discussing two thousand ninety nine environmental issues on TV. Oh, fine. <laughs> uh, and that's uh, that's Moonwaves underscore one eight two. If anybody wants to follow them, uh, I'm excited to see what I say. I'm very interested. I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll interrupt me and correct me and prove me wrong many times. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Back to actually news about World of Warcraft since that, that was just a slight aside. Uh-huh. I did want to uh to get your thoughts a little bit as a raider on the uh combat resurrection changes for Cataclysm.
3: That's going to be annoying to say the very least. I right now Okay. Okay, right now when we're doing raids and things like that, it, it, I don't know if it's bugged, I don't know what's going on, we don't know what the exact figures are, but right now when we're doing combat reses while we're raiding, we can do like a certain number of them, but it doesn't appear to be a finite number, and eventually what'll happen is somebody will try and cast a combat res and it will say, you can't do that anymore. And, like, Soul Stones count the same as Rebirth, and it's really confusing. Well, the way it's going to work in Cataclysm is, if you're in a Ten Man, you get one combat res per attempt, per boss attempt. So when you engage that boss, if somebody dies, you get to bring them back to life once, and only once, and then you can't do it anymore.
0: See, I feel in that case they should they should remove the cooldown on those items in raids, because if, if you can't use it more than a couple of times, then why even have a cooldown why in bother? raids? Why bother? Like, yeah, you're instituting yeah. a, well, a, a Now, they are wide. changing
3: it. Yeah, they are changing it so that the Soul Stone cooldown cooldowns being reduced to 15 minutes. Rebirth is being reduced down to 10 minutes, which is fine. Um, the reason that they're doing that is because if you have Rebirth and, say, you go into like PvP or something like that, you're not actually engaging a boss so you can hit Rebirth whenever or, you know... Anything like that? Well, I don't know if you can do it in PvP. Can you rebirth in PvP? I have absolutely Probably no idea. PvP. I,
0: I've never... Yeah,
3: I, I don't do enough arenas. I'm pretty sure that it's not allowed in arenas. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's not allowed in arenas, but... Um, and I don't think Soulstones are allowed in arenas either. I've only done, like, a few, few arenas. I'm not really a PvP person. Sorry, guys. I can talk to you about lore. I can talk to you about raiding. PvP, not so much. Unless it involves, you know, South Shore, Terran Mill,
0: fighting each other to the death. Anyway... So, uh, apparently, Mugiver feels that there should be a uh, new novel with two dragons, uh, Medtharion and Shadormi, um, and Lou's, Shadormi Lou suggests that uh, <laughs> Medtharion shall be the new aspect of death, and Shadormi shall be the new aspect of bacon.
3: The aspect of bacon.
0: <laughs> That's the title for this show, Aspect of Bacon. <laughs> Shadormi, Aspect of Bacon. Anyway... <laughs> Yep, that, that's the title. There's no other title I can think of for this show that's really that appropriate.
3: We haven't had anything else come up yet, so...
0: <laughs> so, so have you thought of, <laughs> Shade, what you would like to have your NPC dragon named? And, and will it be... What? I'm not
3: going to have an NPC oh, no, dragon. See, if I had an NPC, talking, though...
0: You're, you're, you're going to be an, M- if you, I you're ha- gonna have an NPC game. It's going to be a dragon, an internet dragon, and we either get to kill it or or be friends with it.
3: I think you should be friends with it. I would like to be a blue dragon... Because the blue dragons, they watch over magic, but they also watch over books and and like, texts and records and things like that. And I think that that would be appropriate if I were to have an internet dragon. I would be the one that would watch over, you know, the lore and things like that.
0: I think I think Shidormi, who is the aspect, is the uh, the the bronze dragon in charge of the library.
3: <laughs> no, not a bronze dragon though. I don't I don't want to be a. a so, you, you don't be infinite. I got you. I'd want to be you. like.
0: You don't be infinite. I understand.
3: I, I, he, <laughs> I, I. The bronze ones watch over timelines. And I watch over timelines, but they infer. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Shadormi would actually be a cool one because then I could, like, <laughs> gripe incessantly about having to watch over the timelines and how they're so screwed up because that's what i do well i i think
0: i think that 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 a, a bronze dragon has the benefit of being able to go back in time to obtain the books that is not that are no longer possibly available because we're out of print novels
3: yeah something like that working working for the bronze dragon flight yeah i could get behind that i could get behind that
0: and I am very concerned about the fact that I'm per- apparently now I'm, I'm a black dragon. I'm an evil black dragon who's in the, the, the new aspect of death. Do you really want to kill you, Lou? I mean, are you saying that I'm going to kill you?
3: I think I would make you... Let's see. If I were going to make you a dragon, I would probably make you a red dragon because...
0: I was just going to say that I'm I'm definitely well. A red yeah, dragon. I
3: would say a red dragon because you play a paladin. Paladins are all about life and light, and the red dragon flight is about life. So I would make you a red dragon, Indeed. and you'd be a very grumpy red dragon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, ow! You 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 tear me you tear me up in my really deep really in my heart. Kate. You're calling me a grumpy red
3: dragon. He'd be like medroy, medorial Straws. Or something like that, Medorial straws, yeah. Medro straws, medro Any- straws,
0: yeah. Medro straws would work. Any- anyways, I think that's I think this is, that's enough of that. <laughs> topic. Uh, so let us uh, let us let us pull out our yoga mats and talk a little bit about <gasps> those. L- less us travel places of well of the world. Of Azeroth. This week is a good one too.
1: Okay. Warcraft Less Traveled A World of Warcraft time capsule dedicated to the exploration and discovery within WoW. The Badlands Crypt of Conan World of Warcraft designers have never been afraid to hide pop culture references throughout Azeroth. Whether it's a subtle nod to literature, movies, television, or other fantasy game classics, Blizzard has hidden a large assortment of these in WoW today. Although there will be other episodes dedicated to these countless references, such as X-Files, Final Fantasy, or even Bambi, I thought that today we'd ride into the dusty Badlands to uncover a mysterious crypt high in one of the rusty hills, a destination that is an ode to a scene from Conan the Barbarian. The Badlands Crypt of Conan, as it's sometimes called, is tucked so very well away from sight that nearly all casual players, along with some hardcore mineral farmers, may have missed this destination altogether. To summarize, there exists in the Badlands, at zone coordinates 57, 41, an abandoned crypt with the corpse of a warrior king sitting on a throne. And next to it, a rusty sword is propped up against the cobwebbed throne. And as with the story of Conan, he finds a similar crypt and takes the sword from the skeleton of the dead king sitting on the throne of stone. It's quite clear that this very well-designed crypt is a tribute to that specific scene. To have an opportunity to see the secret reference an explorer needs to travel into the Badland Zone and travel southwest of the Hammertoe dig site at coordinates 52-30. You'll run directly into the Hammertoe dig site by traveling south into the Badland Zone and towards the tall mountain in the north central portion of the map. The dig site is located on the north side of the mountain and once you see it, go counterclockwise around the mountain until you see a small Dwarven Prospector camp at coordinates 54, 42. The crypt and entrance is located up in the hills and cannot be seen from the ground level. And from the minimap, the crypt entrance appears as a very small gray-colored spot in the mountains. So once you get yourself to the small Dwarven Prospector camp, go behind the camp's tent and you'll see a natural trail that leads up from here into the mountains to the northeast. With a recent visit, it appears that the hills that lead up to the crypt have become much more easier to traverse. Years ago, it took careful climbing to scale the rocks up to the site. Once you're up the mountain, a curious gray stone entrance and staircase is found descending deep into the earth at coordinates 54, 41. The stairs lead down past two landings that are scattered with dirt and dusty skeletons, but at the very bottom, the passageway opens up into a large rectangular room with a vaulted ceiling. Tattered blue tapestries still hang from the ceiling along the walls, and a campfire is ablaze in the center of the crypt, creating a dark and shadowy ambiance. You'll find that numerous skeletons litter the floor and are visible along the crypt's walls. You'll also see what appears to be Greek-themed pottery that lines the eastern wall, and lit candles can be seen tucked into the recesses of the wall itself. And unlike many of the other half-realized destinations that we've explored on Warcraft Less Traveled, It is immediately apparent that this place is different, since there is a high level of design in detail throughout. The most striking part of the crypt is found in the alcove on the eastern side of this large chamber. A grey stone throne is found here with an armor-clad skeleton seated upon it, and an amber-colored sword rests next to the throne propped up against the king's lifeless hand. Four skeletons can be seen surrounding the throne, each holding a piece of ancient pottery, possibly as an eternal offering to their king. Explorers, unfortunately, cannot interact with anything in this abandoned tomb, and even standing in the ghostly campfire in the center does not deliver any damage. And I must also mention that a visit to this crypt last week was not without a reminder of the coming cataclysm. While down in the crypt, the rumblings of the earth were still felt. So there is no telling if this Badlands crypt of Conan will be enhanced to serve as an interesting role in future Azeroth questing, but... Either way, its creative out-of-game reference and high attention to detail make a perfect picnic spot for an Azeroth explorer. Please send your show comments and questions to warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com or listen back to the travel archives at warcraftlesstraveled.com. My name is Skolnick, and until next time remember to travel safe, resist the urge to feather dust the crypt, and leave only footprints.
0: Yeah, cause you never want to sn- you never want to tickle the nose of those the, the the ghosts in those crypts. They they really don't like that.
1: They sneeze and then they're
3: unhappy. Yeah. No, that place don't is want really unhappy cool. Ghosts. Have you been there?
0: I don't believe so. No.
3: Oh, see, you should totally go, because it's really cool. Um, it's it's one of those places that doesn't really have any lore behind it or anything. I think it was just made as a direct reference, and it's so out of the way that people don't usually even notice that it's there. Yeah. <laughs> So when I stumbled across it on one of my characters, I was like, what is this? This is really weird. Oh, it's like Conan. Neat. You know,
0: it was just one of those little hideaway places. I find it ironic that they have a, a shout out to one of their competitors. Well, to a, a basis of one of their competitors bef- before the competitor came in, I'm sure. but. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, I, I believe we have a loot code to give away to a lucky person in the live chat room.
3: My goodness, I believe we do, and I am going to type this thing in the chat channel because I haven't done that yet.
0: Uh, while you do that, I do uh, want to uh, go into a, uh, a res- an email that was sent in uh, from uh, one of our listeners here regarding uh, the questions in the uh, like the trivia questions and being able to participate in the contest. Oh. Uh-huh. I do I do plan to do more contests. Uh, the person was a little upset because we always do live chat contests, and people in Europe and other places can't participate because they're not able to go because of the time zones and stuff. So I do want to let everybody know that we will be doing some Facebook and some more Twitter Twitter tr- uh, contests for those people who can't make it to the live show. Yep. Uh, so if you are on Twitter, find us on on uh, Twitter All Things As, and if you are on Facebook find the Facebook group and uh, definitely uh, join the Facebook group because we will be doing contests and giveaways on there as well. Yep.
3: Okay, so I'm going to type this in the chat channel.
0: And Zappi already has the answer. Before you ask the question, the answer is for you too.
3: Okay. So, we were talking about murlocs because we were talking about murlocs for the heck of it. So I want to know what language murlocs speak. (laughs) And we do have a winner.
0: Okay. Well, I see, I see two answers. Mm-hmm. I, I think in the future we need to actually like have you hold off and saying we have winners until we have several people answering the same one, but okay, well, no, we're fine on both those. But uh, in the past we have had issues um, of people who can't actually win Okay. and then we don't have any other answers. So uh, what is the answer? The answer is Nurglish, which
3: is something that's not really... I don't even know if it's mentioned in-game anywhere or not, but it's one of those weird little... It is mentioned on the... uh World of Warcraft website. They actually have a section about Murlocs and Murloc history, which I thought was really interesting when they came out with it. It made me think there was a lot more to the Murlocs and the Murloc race than they were actually telling about. Anyway, so our winner is Moogiver, because he got the question right. And Moogiver, I need you to pick a number between 1 and 3.
0: Uh, Moogiver, and we also require you to record uh, both the na- that name plus a Murloc sound and send it in for next episode
3: and MacGyver picked two. MacGyver, you have won a Path of Cenarius loot code. This one is a consumable, and when it's used, you get a Path of Flowers that'll follow you around all over the place. These loot cards are obviously their courtesy of
0: wowtcgloot.com. Indeed.
3: Email shade at allthingsazeroth.com, and I will send that to you after the show.
0: And uh, now um, I- I'm trying to get caught up on some email- some voicemails here. Uh, a- we have a lot of voicemails we never have received, never had a chance to play. So, uh, do want to play some of those now? And uh, we uh, the first okay. one we have is from a dear old friend of yours, Shade, who I'm sure is happy to be able to talk to you again. <laughs> okay. Here we
2: go. What's up, Mr. Medros? And hello, Miss Shade. Question for you two. First one, Mr. Medros. Uh, new person starting to play. Wow. Um, And uh, I was curious if you could give them five good reasons as to make a character on the Horde or uh, the Alliance side. um, What five reasons would that be, excluding the uh, the Worgen, of course? You are not
0: prepared. There's my answer for that one.
2: Next. Um, and for the little lady on the show, uh, the question I have for uh, Miss Shade is um, Deathwing. Uh, I really don't know too much about Deathwing. Uh, I know about the whole sort of Arthas and Illidan. I haven't really taken the time to look up too much on Deathwing, the lore behind that. Um, but I'd love to walk into Cataclysm and uh, know exactly what's going on, why I'm fighting against Deathwing and and the whole story behind that. That would be awesome. Um, i greatly appreciate it. Uh, I know it's been a while since I called, but you two have a great a great time and uh, for the whore!
0: Did you get the uh, general idea of his question? Uh,
3: yeah. You wanted to know why Deathwing is doing what he's doing.
0: Yes, but I'll answer his. I'll answer his five questions for me first, since really the one I played okay. isn't really a valid question. Uh, first off, um, more gnomes to punt. Uh, second, I would definitely say that uh, the night elves are pretty awesome from a store, a story, and a lore perspective. Even though they keep trying to destroy the world. I would say that the... The Drenai, even though they are technically space goats with squids on their chin, they are a pretty cool race and have a lot of really interesting story. And they will play a huge factor in the future of the uh, the world, no doubt. Uh, and I don't think Velen is really anywhere near done his prescri- uh, predictions for the world. Um, I believe that the humans, even though many people don't like the hair lip, is a really cool race and will continue to lead the Alliance and, of course, kick orc butt. And, of course, lastly, (laughs) without a doubt, the best thing about the Alliance, I would have to say, is going to be the fact that, well, we're just that awesome. Period. (laughs) We are that awesome.
3: I like the Draenei. The Draenei are incredibly underrated, but when you actually go back into their lore and go back into their history and look into Velen and the Broken in particular, like the whole progress between the Draenei and the Broken, Uh, there's a story on the World of Warcraft website called Unbroken that is, it's a really good story. It's a really good short story. Um, And it talks about Nabundu, who's like the shaman leader for the Draenei. It's really cool.
0: Be honest, I mean, come on. You know that one day... Anduin Rin is going to lead and then the humans will truly be that awesome.
3: Yeah, I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on with Varian Rin as well, which I find kind of fascinating. Um the whole interplay between him and Anduin and Jaina particularly in the Shattering novel is really it's, it's interesting, and I'm hoping that they're going to play that out more in Cataclysm. I'm sure they are. So it, it really is. It's worth it, rolling whatever side you want to roll. But, I mean, Alliance has several good points along with Horde. I know a lot of people have been complaining that Horde have so much more things to do and blah, blah, blah. But uh, the Alliance really
0: does have a lot of really strong story points going into the expansion as well. Very true. And uh, if you if, 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 let, me, let me show you a second top five, top five characters in the Alliance that are absolutely awesome. Turalyon, Tyrion, yes, Magni, I would definitely say that uh, Anduin Lothar, definitely awesome, and even though he was in a, 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 a shell of himself, Medivh, so there's the top five lore characters for the Alliance.
3: I'd almost, like, for current ones, when Rin is definitely one you want to keep an eye on. Yeah,
0: but he doesn't have that much lore for himself. anduin like, Rin. He's fairly thin in lore. Not yeah, true, yeah, but he's still. I'm talking about current lore figures and yeah. people that we actually have a fairly detailed story on, not somebody who's potentially and better coming up. And, I mean, yeah, of yeah. course, Malfurion is, like, the biggest kickass of, of them all, but.
3: Now as far as Deathwing goes, uh, Deathwing yes, our good friend Deathwing. Deathwing dates way back when the dragonflights were formed. There were obviously the different aspects. There was no Stormu, he was time. There was Alexstrasza, she was life. Uh Ysera was she basically looked over the Emerald Dream, you had Malgos who watched over magic and and lore and scrolls and that kind of thing, and then you had Neltharion. Neltharion was the warder of Earth. What the Titans didn't keep in mind when they made an Earth warder was that the old gods that they had imprisoned under the Earth were very much able to chat with the Earth aspect, and they pretty much played on his paranoia and made him think that everybody else was out to get him, including members of his own flight and members of the other dragon flights, and that he should be the one to reign supreme. So Deathwing went a little bit cuckoo, and he built this thing called the Demon Soul. That's what it was called when it was created. Basically, what this Demon Soul was supposed to do, I am totally air-quoting all of this, is it was supposed to help the Aspects fight against the Burning Legion, back during the War of the Ancients. Only what they didn't know was that It wasn't meant to fight the Burning Legion. It was meant to fight everything. So Neltharion managed to convince the other aspects that every dragon in the world should put a little bit of themselves into this thing. So they all did, because they figured, oh, this is for a good cause. Excuse me, yeah, Zappy, you're right. It was the dragon soul first. Uh, It was called the dragon soul because it was made by all of the dragons and all of their souls all put together. So you have this thing. The only person that didn't put their essence into this thing... Was Deathwing himself, Neltharion himself. He flew out, went to go fight during the uh, War of the Ancients. Started blowing away demons like they were, you know, pancakes or something that's also easily destructible. And then turned around and started blowing away the Night Elf forces and blowing away. He decimated about three quarters of the Blue Dragon flight. Just pfft, gone. And that's when he took up the name Deathwing, and that's when they found out what he was up to. Uh, Malfurion Stormrage managed to steal the Dragon Soul, which was then called the Demon Soul. They managed to steal the Demon Soul, and he was going to use it to try and somehow close the portal that the Burning Legion was going to use to get into Azeroth. Well, he ended up destroying the portal, Sundering happened, as far as the Demon Soul went, it was hidden away, very, very far away. And... Nobody knew what happened to it for the longest time. It popped up again in the novel Day of the Dragon, and they were using it to keep Alexstrasza, who's the leader of the Red Flight. She's actually the queen of all of the dragon flights. They were using it to keep her prisoner so that they could breed dragons for the orcs to use, to so ride around on, and things like that. That's why you see bad red dragons all over the wetlands area and near Grim Batal. What happened was in Day of the Dragon was Ronin and verisa and a few other characters got together. They, got, they found the demon soul, and they shattered it. Shattered it into pieces. And so there was no more demon soul. And then the Aspects turned around and said, Hey, Deathwing, we want to have some words with you, and proceeded to kick his scaly butt. He fled. He was away for a while, and then he made a trip to Outland and took some eggs with him to Outland. And then he came back from Outland because Outland was being destroyed. But what happened in Outland was he got his hands on the Skull of Gul'dan. He was going to use that for his own little nefarious purposes. What's his name? Kadgar Kadgar showed up with a bunch of other people on the other side of the Dark Portal in Outland. It wasn't Outland yet. It was still Draenor. Anyway, they showed up in Blade's Edge, found Deathwing, and Kadgar proceeded to start to rip the plates that Deathwing has to like keep on his person to hold him together, apart. So Deathwing is falling apart. He goes back through the portal, and he takes refuge in Deepholm, and that's where he's at now. This entire time, Deathwing's been rebuilding himself. Because Cadgar literally started to rip him apart. Um, what happened with Deathwing was he was so filled with hate and so filled with rage and paranoia and all this other stuff that the lava that flowed in him kind of threatened to burst from his body, so he had to have these metal plates like strapped to him to literally hold him together. When Cadgar started pulling those apart, obviously he was falling apart. So when you see the Cataclysm cinematic... And they're nailing the plates on him It's basically those final preparations To get him back into fighting condition And you can bet your britches That Cadgar and the whole Pulling the plates off of him thing Not gonna work anymore He's probably worked around that But that's why he's ticked It's basically the old god's fault Really Okay. And that's about that
0: Are, are, are you, are you done lore lesson now? I think so, yeah <laughs> okay, well, um, let, let's uh, let's move right into this uh, this uh, next voicemail here. Okay. And uh, this is a question uh, about Ethereal lore. Ooh, fun. <laughs> yeah, another lore question.
2: Hey, guys, great. Love the podcast. Uh, just had a quick question. My question is about the lore of the Aetherils and Outlands. Um, I haven't read a, a lot about them on what books I have read. I'm just kind of wondering uh, where they came about, what their purpose is, and all that stuff. Thanks for the
4: show. Bye.
3: That's actually a really good question. Um, There hasn't been a lot done on Ethereal lore that was touched on a little bit in Outland, but not a ton. Basically, the Ethereal, they're basically these astral travelers, and they they actually dwell in the Twisting Nether, but what they do is they collect things. They collect arcane items, artifacts, that kind of thing. It's it's the same sort of stuff that the goblins do. You know, they collect things for profit. The Ethereals, I almost think that they're a little bit nastier than the goblins are. Really? Um, they're trickier. But... They weren't, they didn't originate on Outland. They were in the Twisting Nether. They were just drawn to Outland because when Outland went kaplooey, obviously a lot of it got infused with Twisting Nether energy, and probably a lot of the artifacts and rare pieces went floating off into the Twisted Nether. And much like E.T. with the Reese's pieces, the Ethereals went, oh, look, a piece of candy, pick it up. And oh, look, a piece of candy, pick it up. And they were just pretty much led to Outland. <laughs> and they settled there looking for more rarities and things like that to find Um, but that's I mean there's not a ton of lore behind the ethereals I would recommend look up on wowpedia there's actually um, a pretty decent entry on wowpedia as far as the ethereal goes and where they came from what they're up to uh, a little bit more about the consortium and you know the nexus princes and all that other stuff
0: so I'd recommend that let's see here the next one we have um, hmm Let's make it a three-peat on lore here, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about Chagall.
4: Hey, Shade. Hey, Medros. Uh, I love your guys' show. I have a couple things to say. Uh, One's a question, one's a comment. And the question's pretty much for Shade, since she seems to be the uh, specialist in lore. Um, In the book, Tides of Darkness, um, I believe it was Aaron Rosenberg, Chogal meets his end at the tomb of Sargeras when Orgrim, Doomhammer, sends uh, some orcs down there to kill him and kill Gul'dan, actually, for betraying the Horde. So how is it now that he's suddenly alive? Uh, What's the uh, explanation for that? Um, Or maybe I missed something, but, I mean, it pretty much says that he goes down with axes embedded in his chest. Uh, I don't see how you could really survive from that. but maybe i missed something um and the comment i have is i want to predict right now on your show that a z- uh, zone or an instance or a raid in a content patch for cataclysm coming up uh, in the future sometime 2011 2012 will be the tomb of sargeras you know it's coming they've got to put that in world of warcraft at some point uh, but I love you guys' show. Thanks a lot. And uh, rock on. Today's
0: just lore day, apparently. isn't it? <laughs> apparently, they have, apparently people got an impression that there Shidormi. is... Shadormi.
3: Shadormi has her work cut out for apparently her Apparently people today. got the
0: impression that I have this lore person on the show and they should ask questions that are lore related. I don't know where they got that impression.
3: I have no idea. So, yeah, um, Cho'Gall. is actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought he was dead, too, because it was pretty obvious at the end of that Warcraft 2 campaign um, in Tides of Darkness, in the book, that he died. Um, supposedly. But the thing is, is nobody in that dies in Warcraft is ever really, really dead. I know, like, the end of Warcraft 3, when you're playing through Warcraft 3 and uh, Illidan and... Uh, Arthas. They're fighting. It looks like Illidan dies. Like, it really looks like Illidan dies, but obviously he didn't. He was dragged off. They just didn't show that part in the book, or in the sequence. Chogal didn't die. He was grievously wounded, but he did manage to escape. He was just presumed dead at the hands of the Sons of Blackhand and in the, in the Blacktooth Grin clan in the book. After the battle at the Broken Isles, what Cho'Gall did was he escaped to southern Kalimdor, and he basically went to Onkaraj. He took shelter in the chamber of C'Thun, where C'Thun is at, and he, he chilled out there, um, kind of recovering and rebuilding his strength and also rebuilding the Twilight's Hammer cult. That's why the Twilight's Hammer is still prevalent down in Silithus. Is because they're all worshipping Cho'Gall and Cthulhu. Cho'Gal has been working on a way to bring Cthulhu back to life. In the comics, um, there's actually there's an article in the lore section. If you if you go to uh if you go to Wow Insider on the top sidebar thing, there's a there's a section called Guides. Click on Guides, go down the lore. Um, there's a list of all of the lore articles that have been on the site, and one of those articles, it's called Medan Cho'Gall and the Prophecy. It basically goes over everything that was done in that comic series. That should catch you up to date with Cho'Gall and what he's been up to. But yeah, everybody thought he was dead. You're not. You're not mistaken. You're not crazy. Everybody thought he was dead. He just he came back.
0: <laughs> maybe th- maybe there's a, f- a question I can answer at some point here. Hey. <laughs> I this hope one, so. This, one, this one's the one I might be able to answer. If I can get most to the right screen here. And let, okay. me, let me play.
4: Hey, Shade and Medros. This is Monsieur X. Or Monsieur X. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. It. Mr. X, basically, on the Cold Parent server. i uh, a quick question about the impending cataclysm that is coming. Just. Recently hit 80 not too long ago. When I do flash play, and I'm about two days into my level 80. My very first tune that I got to 80, so super excited about that. A lot of fun. But my major question is, do I need to bother with gymming my gear? I've got a lot of gear that you know I've gotten from Frost or Triumph badges or now Justice points. Um, but just wondering, do I need to bother? Gimming that gear, or is most of it going to get replaced as soon as I start questing up to 85 when Cataclysm comes out? Uh, thanks, and dig the show, and keep up the great work.
0: I have a jewel crafter. I can answer this question. No. Really? I wouldn't. I mean... Oh. If you have the gems yourself, go ahead. See. If you don't have the gems, I wouldn't do it.
3: See, I would say yes, absolutely. Gem it, enchant it, get it all set up because the better your gear is going into Cataclysm, the faster you'll level through Cataclysm. That's that's my whole thought on the matter. And the thing is, is with doing heroics and things like that, you're you're getting justice points all the time. So you might as well just blow them on gems and start getting the good gems. Get them cut. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out of my way to like make sure you have the best of everything. But hey, you yeah. know. You know, th- at at least throw the blue gems in there, if not the purples. Yeah,
0: I I would only I would I honestly would not throw purple gems. Um, I I have not honestly, ironically, I have a crap lot of purple gems, but I don't want to waste them because I know that uh, at some point they will be valuable on the auction house. Uh, yeah. I do plan to sell all, all of my gems, uh, in the next little while, except for my blue gem, my green green quality gems, because I can still do dailies with those. Yeah. Um, but really, at this point, I would only use blue gems, blue quality gems. I would not use g- epic gems.
3: Yeah, see, I would do it. I would go ahead and max out your gear as much as possible, enchant it, gem it, reforge it. Mess with reforging, reforge some of it maybe. Because the better your gear is going into Cataclysm, the easier time you're going to have leveling through it. And it, it's, it's definitely not a walk in the park to level anymore, which is kind of nice. I, I, it's kind of a refreshing change. I, I wasn't sure what to make of it at first when I went in, and I'm like, wow, they're hitting me for a truckload of damage. This is crazy, right? But at the same time, it was kind of refreshing, especially since leveling through Wrath was relatively easy, you know? I, I like a little bit of a challenge. I'd rather have a little bit of a challenge. Keeps it interesting.
0: And there was a few few voicemails we weren't able to get to. Uh, we'll kind of run through the the questions that were asked in them, though. Uh, okay. Pie asks, "Is it worth taking the day off, December seventh, for the launch day, or will there be lots of problems?" I'm taking it off, but it's probably you're probably not going to get a lot of play time, honestly.
3: Yeah, if you take the okay, if you take the day off. You can take the day off. You might as well go ahead and take the day off. I mean, if you, you, I would recommend taking instead of taking the seventh off, maybe take the eighth off because that first day, unless you're planning on trying to get you know your server first eighty-five whatever, mm-hmm. uh, that first day is going to be so. Generally speaking, Blizzard has never had a flawless launch in terms of server stability, and it's mainly because they come out with the new expansion and. Everybody is trying to log on, and yeah. everybody is trying to play. If you're playing on a high pop server, look forward to a very large queue to log on and get on. Like um, If you're playing on, a, yeah, if you're playing on a low pop server, look forward to disconnects and that kind of thing. Unless they've really, really ramped up. Unless they've really, really ramped up, you know their server stability and all this now i do know that they've been upgrading the servers so maybe the server load will be a little bit easier but i never go into the first day of an expansion
0: looking to play the game so yeah um Camtholion asks um uh, oh. why is my name taken but the armory doesn't show the player
3: oh i know the answer that's to a level that one. 10
0: level 10 issue right
3: no. Well, okay. It's one of two things, okay. right? Okay. The Armory the armory only shows characters that are level 10 and above. So somebody may be holding that name on a level 1 alt. Okay. Alternatively, if somebody hasn't played in like months and months and months and months, they will no longer show up on the Armory. Or if they've recently server transferred, it won't like show it I think is the other thing but yeah if they're under level 10 if they've got like a bank alt or something like that it's not going to show them on the armory at all okay I have you probably well yeah I'll go ahead and mention it okay I have gotten a name that was taken before um, just by petitioning a GM and going I would really like this name but it doesn't I mean it's taken on the server but I've never seen this person I've never seen them log on they aren't on the armory you know, the, before you do that though, put put your name on your friends list, and if you see them log on, well then don't bother with this. But if you never see them log on, it like it's been mm-hmm. weeks and weeks, and you never see them log on, you may want to petition a GM and go, I'd really like this name. Somebody took it. They aren't doing anything with the character. Can you can you give me the name? Sometimes they'll do it. Sometimes they won't. It just kind of depends. The other option uh, he's actually Camtholion's in the chat room right now and he said he could just add an E to the end of your name. That's the other option is just doing an alternate spelling. Yeah. Is all. Um, they don't frown on the alt alt key characters anymore so you can put like an umlaut over something if you wanted to. I don't recommend doing that though because a lot of guilds or a lot of people doing groups and things like that. If they can't whisper you <laughs> by typing your name in. Yeah. <laughs> then they they get really annoyed with it. Yeah, but yeah. I think
0: that, uh, like like Fo said, talk to a GM and, and they can unlock it for you um, if it's somebody who doesn't log in or whatever. But uh...
3: Yeah, if it's somebody that's just holding the, holding the name and there's been no activity on the account and they haven't been using it in however... I don't know what the delineated amount of time is, if it's like six months or a year or whatever with no activity, but if they haven't been using it for a very, very long time, then the, the GMs can go ahead and turn it over to you. But if that... If that person is using it for a bank alt, or they're actually using it for something and they are mm-hmm. logging in on the game, you know, they have some sort of intention with it, yeah. then they won't give you the name.
0: Honestly, if somebody wanted the name I have reserved for my druid, they would probably get it. Um, unless Blizzard goes by account instead mm-hmm. of character. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens, and, and hopefully...
3: It's by character. Okay. Yeah, when I got when I got the name that I was looking for, they actually did give me the name that I was looking for, because the person who reserved the name hadn't been on in, like, years I'm assuming anyway. Uh, they told me, though, they said, I'm going to give you the name. The first thing that you should know, though, is that you should roll a character and get it to at least level 10, if not higher than that, just so that they can see that there's been activity on the account. Because if you just let it sit there at level one, then somebody else can swipe it back from you.
0: For sure. <laughs> uh, so the the last one we have here that I want to go through uh, is from James Taggart. He says, what could Blizz do to get people into the subscription app? And my real question for that is that uh, I I don't think there's anything they could do that would really encourage widespread adoption that they would actually do because they're not willing to make thing, make game-changing the things. The app? Yeah, the, the, uh, the uh, iPod app.
3: Oh, you mean like the Armory thing?
0: Yeah, the Armory thing, that you, the subscription one. Yeah, the
3: Armory thing. Honestly, I think the Armory thing is kind of one of those niche little... It's targeted to people who like to play the Auction House, and people who like to play the Auction House will subscribe to it readily. Um, they have added a few things to it to make it a little bit more worthwhile to people, but I don't... Like, you can chat. You can chat on Guild Chat through the app now, can't you? I think.
0: Didn't I believe they change so, yeah. It?
3: Yeah, you can chat with your guildies and stuff while you're on the phone. I don't know why you would want to do that, but some people want to. You're right, though. There, there's a limit to what they can do with the app, because as soon as they integrate anything that's actually... Could be considered game-changing, like if you could make gold or something off of it, or you know gain experience by having the app. People are going to kick up a fuss, and they don't—they don't do that kind of thing. It's—it's it's sort of like the trading card game stuff. The trading card game stuff is cosmetic and it's fun, but it's nothing that actually affects your gameplay.
0: Um, and uh, just going to go through a couple of quick emails uh, as quick hits here. Um, and yes, I know a lot of podcasts use that term, but. Yeah, just, just wanted to go through a, quick, a couple of quick ones here that people have uh, sent in. Uh, one person in the chat room was asking about their email, or Their email, so I'll just read that one here quickly. Um, hey, Madison Shade, I have two questions. One, from a lower stand- standpoint, which class matches to each race? And number two... What would be a good way to describe each class to a new player? I'm trying to get my friend to get into the game, but not sure how to explain each class. I appreciate Ooh. any answers and wanted you to know that this is my favorite World of Warcraft podcast. Sincerely, Jay Willis, level 62 Rogue of the Eternal Fighters Guild on Illyria US.
3: First off, go rogue power. Woo! Anyway, um <sighs> That's a really tough question, um, as far as Wow. Okay, are we talking about expansion races too or just the original races?
0: I don't see any limitations, so let's go with all of them.
3: Okay, Drani Paladin absolutely because they're all about the light. Um, Blood elf probably mage because they're obsessed with the arcane. Torin Torin, I would almost say shaman over Druid, but I think it can go either way. Night elf definitely Druid. Um, Orc. Orc could be shaman, orc could also be warlock, orc could also be... No, not necessarily rogue. I, I think the two the two classes that kind of personify the orcs are warlocks and shaman. Because they were originally shaman, and then they were corrupted by demons, so those two kind of fit. Trolls, probably hunter, because they had the shadow hunters, and then also... I don't know, what would you say for trolls? I'd say shaman too, but... Because they worship the Loa spirits and all that other stuff, and that's all kind of part of the shamanism thing. I, I don't know. I mean, priest, priest. It'd be like a priest, like a shadow priest, priest thing. Okay. That's that's the Loa, Loa. So so trolls, priest and priest and hunter for like the shadow hunter aspect. You can't really play a shadow hunter in World of Warcraft, but it fits. Alliance races, gnomes. I'd almost say mages for gnomes too, because they're they're tinkers, but they're also they work with the arcane, both things. See, see, gnomes,
0: I, I, I don't think of a class. I think of a profession when it comes to them. I don't
3: Engineering, yeah. Well, the thing is, is what they're n- known best for is, number one, engineering. Number two, mastering the arcane, because they joined the Kirin Tor. They were one of the other races that joined the Kir- Kirin Tor right at the outset. Because they just mastered the arcane. And the reason that they mastered it was so that they could integrate it with the engineering. So that's why I'm saying mages for gnomes, probably. Humans... God, human, probably a warrior. Because you know what? Humans are just all about getting out there and kicking butt. Dwarves? I don't know with dwarves. What would you say for dwarves? Dwarves?
0: What would I say for dwarves? You know, honestly, half the, classes, half the races, I can't even figure can't remember what they play. Uh, but, okay, I'm trying to think. Paladins don't really fit naturally with dwarves. They're not a light-based race. They're they earthen
3: yeah, the whole reason that I stuck stuck paladins with the Draenei was because the drani are very much built around the naru and the concept of the light. Like that's how they came to be. That was kind of the genesis of their of their race was the naru and the holy light. So that's why I kind of attributed that to them. I dwarves. Okay, you've got three different types of dwarves, right? You've got the the dark iron, which I would say warlock. You've got the Wild Hammer, Shaman, obviously. And then you've got the Bronze Beard. And the Bronze Beard, I don't know. Warrior? Probably?
0: I think so. Yeah, they definitely fit in, yeah.
3: Warrior slash Paladin, but yeah. Yeah. And then, uh... I'm missing one. I'm missing a race. Am I missing a race? I think I got them all. I think I did get them all. Yeah, because Night Elves are always saying Druids, definitely. I wouldn't classify... Oh, Forsaken, Hello. Forsaken, that's a good one Uh, Forsaken Forsaken, I would probably hmm Warlock is kind of iconic for the Forsaken because they've fallen and they're, you know, undead and all that other stuff. DK also fits there Death Knight also fits there, yeah Um, Rogue kind of fits with that too. Shadow Priest a little bit, yeah Definitely rogue, because, I mean, there's been stories about undead rogues since Vanilla, but, I mean, from a lore standpoint, not so much with the rogues. More more the warlock, the shadow priest, the caster, that kind of thing. Death Knight, you know, Jewels, Death Knight has been... It's such a new class that it doesn't really fit with any particular race because it's been attributed to all of them. So I wouldn't call it an iconic class by any stretch. That's why, you know... Some of these classes, like Hunter, Hunter, I'd say, you know, kind of falls under the Troll thing with the whole lore aspect of it. Hunter would also fit with Night Elves, and it would also hit with fit with Blood Elves, like those three Night Elves, Blood Elves,
0: Trolls. Maybe it's because they were in the intro movie for for for, for a uh, vanilla WoW, but Dwarf Hunter also fits, I think. Yeah.
3: Oh, hi! I forgot about that entirely. Yeah, Dwarf Hunters, absolutely,
0: absolutely, and, and yeah, I mean. It, it, it's really hard to try and mix them right in though
3: yeah, Lou has a point uh, Death Knight does fit orcs a little bit more because the original Death Knights, they were orc souls like the original ones way back when cool Dawn was making them um, the new generation of Death Knights they could be applied to anybody, but yeah Death Knight is kind of iconic of those old dwarven souls, um, you can see a lot of the evidence of that in Shadowmoon Valley for so, sure, yeah, okay what was the other part of his
0: question? <laughs> the second part was, uh, how, "What would be a good way to describe each class to a new player?" I would say, "Paladin, Holy Crusader, uh, Warrior, Meat Shield." I guess a, a nickname, but still very appropriate to that uh, the, that class. Warrior is the one who goes
3: out ahead of anybody else. He goes out ahead of anybody else, and he takes all, you know, takes all the damage and takes it, you know. He's very much like the spearhead of a group or a party, I think. Druids shapeshifting—it's all about the shapeshifting. That's what makes druids fun. Yeah,
0: very, very (laughs) nature-based as well. Um, Shamans, elements-based. Totems, of course. Totems, totems, totems. (laughs) I would say uh, for the um, for the mage, sort of like a wizard. Really, that's really what they're based on. I think.
3: Um, rogue. Uh, warlock would be a, a dark wizard. <laughs> what?
0: Yes. Uh, a warlock's more of a dark wizard, I would think. Yeah. Like a necromancer type thing, but not quite. Not yeah, not quite to that point. Yeah, Death Knight. I mean, that says it all. You don't really need to. It's explain a risen that too much. Yeah,
3: it's a it's a it's a knight that's been risen from the dead. Um, hunter. Well, obviously, hunter. You have an animal companion that runs around with you. Um, like I said, rogues sneak around, stab things. It's very, it's all about like the stealth, really the stealth and the, and the brutal <laughs> nature of it, I guess. Priest, sneaky.
0: Yeah. Priest also very self-explanatory. Not really a lot of explanation required on that one. Priest yeah. is a priest. It's a priest. It's a priest. Yeah. Let's see here. I think that, did we, hit all, did we hit them all? I'm feeling like we're missing one.
3: I feel like we're missing one too.
0: It's H- right. But... Uh, Hunter, paladin, priest. Mage, shaman. warlock, warrior, shaman, druid, rogue. rogue. And rogue. We are missing one, because there's ten.
3: Did we get death knight?
0: I actually yeah, death knight. Okay, are we missing one? What are we missing? Come on, Shirem, gotta help us out here. Okay, what uh, we got what Hunter, class have we missed?
3: Hunter, warrior, paladin, priest, rogue, druid,
0: warlock, death knight.
3: Did I miss any? Eight? Is there
0: eight? Oh, mage! It's, I got it's, mage. It's just ten classes. Okay, mage, warlock, priest,
3: mage, warlock, shaman, priest, paladin,
0: shaman, hunter. I'm going with armor, armor, armor now. Um, oh, okay. Druid, rogue, death knight, warrior. Paladin. That's ten. It's ten. Yeah, we got them all. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, we got them all. Okay.
0: Yes, we, we have we have both been playing this game. for We a did long address time. the
3: druids. The druids are all about the shape shifting. Yeah, really. It's the shape shifting and the nature spells, but it's mainly shape shifting. That's what people really latch on to. That's what I latched on J- J- to when J- I first played one.
0: If your friends a furry druid, all the way. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and that's about it for this episode of All Things Azeroth. Uh, Shade, how would you tell people how they can find us if they're still tuned into the show and not hating me? Ha ha ha!
3: You can reach us via voicemail at one seven eight five A T A wow five. That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can reach us via email at show at allthingsazeroth com, medros at allthingsazeroth com, or shade at allthingsazeroth com. You can also reach our segment authors uh, for Warcraft Less Traveled. That's Warcraft Less Traveled at gmail.com. And for Ask Moo, which we didn't have this week, but Ask Moo is one of those segments where people send in questions. If you have a question for Moo, send it in to Ask move 42 at gmail.com. You can get the show on iTunes. Please feel free to download it there. We'd also like you to rate it, review it, that kind of thing. We like that sort of stuff. Uh, you can check out our guild on the Alliance side of the Argent Dawn server. It's called Heroes of Lordron. You can catch us on Twitter. T- show account is all things as. You just heard we gave away a prize because we got a thousand followers. We will be giving away more prizes and stuff on the Twitter account. So please follow that show account. If you'd like free stuff, free stuff is always good. Uh, as for our Twitter accounts, Medros's is Medros, and mine is Shades gray That's Shades, the letter O, and then G R E Y. Uh, you can also catch us on Facebook. Please feel free to become a fan of the show on there. We'll be giving stuff away there as well. And I think that's about it, except for you know Dreamhost because we like Dreamhost.
0: Well, I do want to. I, I, I don't. don't don't know if i caught this but uh i do want to uh let people know that we do want you to fill out the listener survey that is still going on and we definitely want to hear your thoughts i mean lots of really good feedback has been received uh via that i've put that into the uh into the chat room for those people who who are there i'll also put this in the show notes Please do go fill this out. Uh, This will really help us when it comes to future advertising, and we do want your thoughts, your reactions, your opinions on how the show's going and how you'd like to have us improve. And, uh, yeah, definitely check out dreamhost.com, a really awesome web host. We have lots of bandwidth, perfect for podcasting because our bandwidth keeps growing.
3: I have a bit of breaking news. Okay. Okay, uh, wow, the trading card game Cryptozoic. They just posted on Twitter and said that World the next trading card game expansion, will be releasing worldwide on December fourteenth, but they'll have the cards first at the Dark Moon Fair in Los Angeles.
0: Cool. You heard that here first, yep. first, folks. If you're hearing it live, if not, you probably are by the time to download this. Um, but uh, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. also if you guys are in the live chat as well, please do check out uh, check us out on all things er, on Argent Dawn. Uh, of course, we have the uh, really awesome. Um, uh, really awesome events going on there. Uh, Skolnick after the show here is doing a tour for those who have never been to the Dwarven airport above, above Ironforge. You can get there today without having to get a flying mount in Cataclysm. So uh, definitely check that out. It doesn't Yay! take much to get on the, get on there. All you have to do is create a, lo- a lobby uh, dwarf or gnome and you can get there pretty quickly. So we'll definitely uh, see you guys then. And uh, again, thank you for tuning into All Things Azeroth. And oh, sorry. Again, thank you to our sponsor, uh, TavernCraft. Check them out for really awesome stoneware. If you have a geek in your house, if you have somebody like me, somebody like Shade, somebody like you in your household who also loves. Any of the games that they have, Lord of the Rings Online, or even, even if they just love the books, the Hobbit book, you definitely want to try and look into this stuff because the Smogstein looks really awesome. I think Shade's actually got, got one at her place, but that's beyond the point. And I'm sure maybe one, one day we'll see her. <laughs> we'll see her hold that in front of the camera or, or show us what it looks like in in person. But uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely give some of that stuff away later th- later this month or uh, early next month. And of course, as I said, we'll have an interview with uh, somebody from Tavern Craft later this month, and my review of the Murloc Stein when I receive it as well later this month. Um, but uh, definitely check them out as I said great Christmas gifts giving um, I don't know a single geek who is into any MO that they cover that would not love one of their products so definitely check them out um, but uh, that's it for this episode of All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast I am your host Medros, that is Shade and we'll be back for another, another episode next week so take care, happy hunting and we'll see you on the other side of Shador me <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm plugging me Internet dragons. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. That's about it. Take care. Bye. This has been a Dwight Welbridge production. Copyright 2010. Oh, it can be fun, fun times.